Hello, all you lovely humans out there, and welcome to the fourth episode of Chai Chat. I am so excited to be recording this. Um, yeah, so this is Maya. I'm your host. Well, I don't like to say host. I'm your friend. I am, yeah, I'm just your friend, and we're gonna chill, and we're gonna talk. Yeah, I mean, not to sound like serious or anything, we're just gonna, we're just gonna chat, like my name says, like the name of my podcast entails. We're gonna chat. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, so welcome to the podcast! Yay! Um, I'm sorry if I sound a little disoriented right now, but like, I am extremely exhausted um, this was my first week of school. I started school on Monday, e-learning to be more specific, because obviously we do not want to be going out right now. My school um, uh, sent out a email a few weeks ago say, stating that we are all going to be e-learning and there's going to be no physical school at all because, again, we do not want these cases of COVID-19 to be rising. Um, yeah, especially because, you know... Um, the United States isn't doing so hot in regards to the pandemic um, right now, so we just gotta make sure everyone stays safe. And I completely promote that ideal because I do not want to see anybody getting sick, obviously, or suffering through any of this. It just pains my heart to see all of this happening and seeing all these numbers and statistics on the news. It just, it's just sad to see. Um, yeah, anyways, yeah, this is my first week of my junior year of high school. So obviously, you, you can kind of get a picture, at, at least if you um, are a, um, knowledgeable on the United States or American or North American um, high school experience. Junior year is the hardest year, and I am certainly struggling and falling deeper into this pit of despair. <laughs> yeah, I am just so tired all the time, especially because last night I stayed up really late um, to finish my physics homework because I literally had no idea what was going on. I mean, I do pay attention in class. I really do. I am such a good student, I swear, but I just had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so then I went to sleep and then I woke up my body. Well, I didn't wake up. My body forced me to wake up at... 3.30 in the morning. 3.30 in the morning. Three hours before I actually had to be awake. And I could not fall back asleep. So I was just in my bed crying because I had a headache and I just couldn't fall back asleep and I needed sleep. I craved sleep. I yearned for sleep. But my body was just not having it. Anyways, that was... That's probably why I sound a little disoriented or a little, um, uh, how do I say this? Um, just like agitated or, um, less emotional or like less enthusiastic, sorry, about, um, like during this podcast, sorry. I just really need to get this out because obviously, again, if you've been following the podcast, you know I am a procrastinator and, um... You, you could tell from last week because I had to post two episodes back to back because I forgot to post one the week prior. Um, yeah, you can kind of get a sense of my work ethic, but I am working on that, I swear. Um, I'm actually very, very, very scared because 
you know, since it's the first week of school, we have to do all these get-to-know-each-other activities, like icebreakers and stuff, and I am literally the most boring person you'll ever meet. Like, um, you guys, I like, some of the people that have been, like, reaching out to me about my podcast are, like, romanticizing my life. They're like, oh my god, you're so cool, you're so interesting. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm literally the least interesting person you'll ever meet, I swear. I'm so boring and generic and I literally have no personality. So, uh, because I have this podcast, that's literally the only thing going for me right now. That sounds so sad. So depressing. Anyways, um, I obviously gotta plug the the podcast during class, and I said that was my fun fact, that I have a podcast, and now my teachers know I have a podcast, and they even asked me what it was called. So now they know the name of my podcast, and I am scared they're going to be listening to this. And yeah, I'm just very nervous. I am a very nervous person. (laughs) And that's probably why I am delaying um, getting into this episode, because this episode is kind of freaking me out to talk about. Um, yeah, so today's episode is going to be about about sexualities and what we sexually identify as. I hesitated to talk about my sexuality in the first episode because, again, I am nervous. I'm a nervous person, and I did not want to say that what, or say that or come out in my first episode. I mean, technically, I am already out. I've been out for a year. Um, yay. Yay me. <laughs> but, um only to my very close friends and my family, of course. Um, So, you know, and this is a very public space, so I didn't know if I just wanted to include that in my first episode, even though that's a big part of my identity and I am kicking myself um, for not including that. I just lack the confidence to do that kind of stuff. Um, And I haven't even, like, properly promoted my podcast other than to my friends because again I am a very nervous person and don't want people to think of me negatively or in a different way than they already do they probably don't even think of me at all because again I am a boring person (laughs) but yeah so um to get things straight (laughs) that's so funny to get things straight oy vey um I am bisexual Yeah, so that means that I like both females and males. So, yeah, that's what that means. Um, Yeah, so in this podcast, I'm just going to talk about my story, like the process of me um, coming to terms with my sexuality, um, coming out, the process, and what I did, and how my life has been ever since. So this story, uh, it's not really a story because it's not fictitious, this um, I don't even know what to say. We're just going to call it a story for now. This story starts, um, years ago in eighth grade. That was 2018, 2017, 2017, the last half of 2017. Um, uh, ever since fifth grade, I've never really had a solid friend group, but by the eighth grade, 2017, I had met the best, my best friends in the entire world literally some of the best people that I have ever met in my entire life. I met them in the eighth grade. Um, but, and these people helped me a lot, especially like figuring out my identity because they were all so confident with themselves and who they were. And it was just like so great. They were such great influences on me just like to like sit back and like realize that I am, 
I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> so then just like I have to prioritize myself and who I want to be and who I am and figuring that out because um, going into high school, it's going to be like it's like, well, as an eighth grader, I thought going into high school was like a war zone, like because everybody was already like everybody already knew who they were and who they were going to be. And I am this little puny eighth grader. I kid you not. I was 4'11". For the longest time. Um, not my proudest moment. I am only five foot, so, like, what am I even talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, so, but, um, yeah, this friend group was confident in themselves, and they had come out already as, um, like, as members of the LGBTQ community, and that's really how I got my first, like, real-life exposure to the LGBTQ community, because prior to, I had never met any member of this community. I mean, obviously, I had some knowledge on the community. I mean, I knew kind of the general idea of it, but I never really put much thought into it, because again, like, I never lived thinking about who I was or who I wanted to be. Rather, I just lived day by day, and now all I think about is who am I, because I don't have any idea who I am. Anyways, um, yeah, so that was really how I, this whole thing started, was this exposure to the community and um, my friends' stories. I'm obviously not going to share their stories because it's not my story to tell. So um, my story really begins in my freshman year of high school, so that's 2018. Um, again, due to the exposure, I, this planted a seed in my head about, like, who am I really? And that's really where my, um, identity crisis started. <laughs> this is so, this is so sad. Anyways, um, yeah, so I started thinking, am I into girls? Do I like girls too? Because again, I identify as female. Um, and I started looking at girls in a different light. Like, obviously, I always knew girls were pretty and I thought they were the most ethereal beings imaginable. But, like, did I think of... I never really thought of that as being anything but just complimenting them on how god goddess-like they were. <laughs> um, I mean, as a child, I should have really looked at the clues, the signs that I was a gay child because I had a um, obsession with Silver Mist from Tinkerbell and it was a very unhealthy obsession if I might add like you can ask my my sister and she'll tell you that um, I had taken too much of a liking to Silver Mist if you know what I mean also Jade from Victorious also uh, Vanessa from Phineas and Ferb also Selena Gomez I am in love with Selena Gomez I am still in love with Selena Gomez. I will never not love Selena Gomez. Um, yeah, that's a topic for another day. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, so all these signs, I never really looked at it as anything other than, like, normal, normalcy, because I was never told anything different, taught anything differently. Um, obviously, my parents taught me, like, told me about the LGBTQ community, but never in, like, such detail that I had a better perspective on it. But after seeing firsthand and experiencing um, and like helping my friends on their journey, I learned a little bit more about myself. And because of that, I was able to think 
more about myself and my identity and who I am and who I want to be. And obviously, I want to be a 100% raw and natural. I want to be my 100% raw and natural self. And again, this is that's the basis of my podcast, just being real. And to be real, I have to come to terms with everything about my identity. And um, throughout freshman year, I uh, just had this thought at the back of my head, am I gay? Like literally, as a freshman, like there were so many other things I could be thinking about, but this thought just kept gnawing at me. And many are you gay quizzes online later, I came to terms with my sexuality. I really don't know how I pinpointed it exactly. I just realized that I would see myself living a happy future married to a woman or a man. And that's just like how I figured out that I am bisexual. Um, yeah. Um, I honestly do not know like if that's the right label for me. But again, like you can never really truly know. Love is love at the end of the day, and we shouldn't really put a label on anything. It's just because society expects us to be able to um, put a label on everything, literally on our gender, on um, like our careers. We're forced into these categories, but really these categories put so, so many limitations on us that like force us to not be who we are as individuals, like not be like who we really are, if you know what I mean. Like all these labels are, they're stupid. Labels are so stupid because honestly, just be who you want to be, be with who you want to be, love who you want to love. Honestly, like who the hell cares? Like in this day and age, if you have a problem with somebody else's sexuality, like mind your own fucking business because it's not your life at the end of the day like it's your decision how you want to live your life yeah so but at, I did at the time or still believe I am bisexual and that's the label I'm going to use right now because again society is stinky and we have to have labels or else people will like burn us at the stake <laughs> sorry um yeah so um I came out in well, I mean, technically I came out to a friend first. I mean, I told her that about all of the thoughts I've been having and like how it's been driving me crazy because I didn't know like if I liked girls or not or if I still liked guys. I don't know if that was just like internalized homophobia or not because I'm like, do I like girls? Am I gay? Like, I obviously have no problem with being gay, but just like, I just... It was overwhelming. It was an overwhelming feeling, and I did not know what to do. And, of course, I wanted to be normal because I didn't want anybody to think of me as anything different. But, again, like, who the hell cares? Why should anybody care who I want to be and who I want to be with, who I want to love, what my life is going to be like? Because at the end of the day, it's my life. But as a freshman in high school, I was scared because high school like, as a freshman, I thought was a really scary place, but I learned high school allows you to learn more about yourself as an individual, and again, how you want to live your life, because it allows you to have so many new experiences, and meet so many new people that will help you learn these things about yourself, and it's just a great experience. Um, Yeah, so I told my friend first, one of my friends from eighth grade, 
and she was super happy for me. She was like, at the end of the day, it's just about who you want to love or who you love. Like, at the, it shouldn't matter what anybody cares about. So then uh, it dawned on me that, yes, I was in fact gay because I was so invested in the LGBTQ community and its history and LGBTQ rights and all of that. Like, again, all these cues, I should have had an idea that I was a raging homosexual. And, <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, so the next person I officially came out to was my mom. Because, I mean, my parents are very expect- accepting of the LGBTQ community and have been telling me and my sisters since day one that they do not care who I bring home to dinner. Because... Like, if I love them, they'll love them too, and it doesn't really matter. And I am so fortunate to have that kind of, have those parents with that kind of mindset. So then, it was June, I believe, um, and I was sitting outside with my mom. My sisters were um, drawing chalk in the, on our front, no, what is it called? On our driveway, they were drawing with chalk, and I was sitting down next to my mom in our lawn chairs. And, um, I don't, I just, like, had this, like, in my gut, it was just, like, wrenching, like, is this the right moment to tell her? Like, how do I tell her? How does this, how is this even supposed to go? Like, how do I tell them that I'm gay? Like, it's just not something I just, like, randomly bring up. And, honestly, I don't even know how I brought up. I just blurted it out. I'm like, Mom, I have something to tell you. Right? And she was obviously worried at first, but she was like, there is nothing to be worried about. Um, like, literally, it doesn't matter, and I'm so glad that she told me. Then the next person I told was my sister. Um, we were home alone, and we were just in our room. And then I sat down, and again, I was had this anxious, nervous feeling, like, how do I bring this up? What is she going to think? Is she going to think of me any different than she already thinks of me? And I just this nerve-wrecking, gut-wrenching feeling. And it's just like, I hate that experience. It's just like, okay, for any of you people who have never come out to anybody before or had that feeling before, it's essentially just like taking a test, right? But then the bell is about to ring, but you're not even halfway finished with the test. And it's just like nervousness and anxiety just all over you and your blood, like you're flushed. It's it's just panic, pure panic. You do not know what's going to happen. I mean, I had no idea what my sister was going to say, and it was just so scary. And and then I'm like, Kayla, I have to tell you something. And then I just, I just told her. And she was like, oh, I already knew. And that just took me by surprise. I'm like, what? She's like, I've had this feeling for a while now. I don't know what happened, but just, like, I, I knew in, in my heart that you were, and I didn't care. Like, I just was waiting for you to tell me. <laughs> and that just was really funny to me, that she knew before I really knew. And I'm like, you could have helped me. Well, in the back of my head, but, like, how was she supposed to know? But I am glad that she was accepting, because, again, she's my best friend in the entire world, and I did not know what I would be like without my best friend like where what my life would be like without my best friend being accepting of me then the next person I had to tell was my dad now this this part of the story gets a little emotional folks so if you have tissues I suggest bringing them closer to you I mean it's not really um 
like a sad story really I mean um so again I was home alone with my dad and my dad was just sitting on uh in our family room on the couch just on his phone and I was in my room and so I was just like staring at him from my like my door frame upstairs like I had a diagonal vision like view of him so I was just like staring at him he did he I don't know if he noticed me at all I was just creeping around like looking at him I'm like okay this is the perfect opportunity now go down there go down there and tell him and I was just so scared so then I just slowly inched my way over there and then I hid in the kitchen for a while because my kitchen and family room is separated by a wall so then I just kept peeking over the wall to try and look at him he's like you know I see you right and I'm like oh he's like do you have something to tell me or like what what's your deal and I'm like oh well um and I was just you know panicking again that nervous feeling that terrible feeling I hate that feeling thinking about that feeling makes me want to cry honestly that feeling makes me want to cry it is such an emotional like feeling it's Hey, it's a terrible feeling. I can't even put it to words. Just made me want to like die. That feeling made me want to die. That nervousness. Like I hope I don't wish upon my worst enemy. I don't really have an enemy. I just again, I'm a boring person. I don't talk to anybody and don't hold grudges very often. Um anyways, I don't wish I do not wish upon my worst enemy if I were to have one. Um that feeling. It's a terrible feeling. And, and then I told him and that, and then I started crying and then he started crying because I was crying because I had finally told him and that feeling went away, this relief. And then he started crying and then he said that it doesn't matter who you love, that he's always going to love me and I'm always going to be his, his baby girl. Cause again, I'm the first born child. And then it was just a very emotional and I was just very happy to know that my whole family was very accepting of me and who I am. And yeah, it's just a very nice feeling. But I understand that like not a lot of people have that luxury. And it's so sad to know that to live with the fact that the people who are supposed to be there with you your entire lives, to be there and have your back don't over something so insignificant and it's terrible who our, how our society has instilled for decades that being anything but the norm is terrible and like like any being anything but what society expects us to be is a crime against humanity and why why is that how our society functions i was i again this a new school year and i have new classes and i I'm taking sociology. What? There's no surprise there. <laughs> and today's topic was saying that society, um, like what society thinks, we then think. It's like that hive mindset. Um, like, again, like if you think, if somebody else thinks something is X, we're automatically going to be... Um, provoked to think that that to think x as well you understand what i'm trying to say i okay here's the example that we used in class today spit and saliva so he my teacher had someone spit in a spoon right and automatically i was disgusted because 
why would he ask her to spit in a spoon, right? And so then um, he's like, Maya, why are you disgusted? Because it seems gross, is what I said. At the beginning of class, he said that this class, this lecture was going to be gross. And he's like, seems, exactly, because he said it was going to be gross. So automatically, subconsciously, I knew that it was going to be gross. And that's what I thought it was. Like, I will, I think now that I'm thinking about it, had I not been told it was going to be a gross lecture, I probably wouldn't have thought anything about it. Like, I probably wouldn't have reacted the way I did. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how our society functions. Our society constructs our perspective on our reality. Because if society behaves a certain way, we are... Um, subconsciously forced to mimic that same behavior and because that has been instilled in us for decades and decades um, there are like it's harder to be individuals and have this different mindset and to break free of that hive mind mentality if you understand what I'm trying to say and it just sucks to hear all these stories of these friends of mine um, that don't have accepting parents who are very homophobic. And it's sad. I mean, thank God there are many helplines and organizations, but it's sad that there isn't, even has to be those kinds of organizations in place to help these kids. Because why is it just because you are heterosexual that you get all these luxuries that um, homosexuals are not? And it's just it's just terrible to think that our society functions like that how we have to place each other again with the all these labels and if you have a certain label or if you don't have a certain label you're treated differently in our society and it just sucks it sucks so much um to continue um ever since i came out i believe i've been a lot happier as a person and in my daily lives because i finally felt like this weight has been lifted off my shoulders that I finally was able to breathe knowing that I came to terms with my identity. And it's just a great feeling overall to know that you are content with who you are and at, are at peace with your life and your way of living. And it's just so happy that I am able to express myself as my, again, my 100% raw natural self and be the best me, the most honest me I could possibly be. And it started with being able to recognize and acknowledge what made me, what makes me, me. And it's just great. It's just great. Life has been really great. I mean, honestly, if you ask any of my friends, I am probably blatantly gay around them and it's <laughs> I think it's funny they probably might think it's annoying but again it's just happy I'm just happy that I can be myself around these people and that they're gonna they're accepting of me because again my friend group is again mainly um, part of the LGBTQ community and if they're not they're accepting of us because um they were able to break free of this hive mind mentality and realize that everybody deserves love and everybody deserves to love who they love and love themselves, most importantly, as who they are. And that's really just the message of this podcast and this episode. Just love who you want to love. Love yourself. 
love yourself. Just love yourself and who you are and express yourself. Be who you are. Express yourself. Express your opinions. Express what makes you different. Be able to be different in a world. My, my sister has this shirt. In a field full of horses, be a unicorn. And that sounds like such a home goods um, like slogan on a little pillow for a couch or something like that. But honestly, that is true. Just be able to acknowledge what makes you different and realize that different isn't a bad thing. Different makes you unique, and unique is great. Uniqueness is awesomeness. Uniqueness is power, because it makes you, you, and that's such a great thing. Um, yeah, so uh, to conclude, that, that's, this is the conclusion of my podcast. Next week's episode is going to be a chill episode, not me going on a tangent about our society and its flaws. <laughs> I, oh my god. Um, yeah, so next week I, actually, um, in the, um, link that I am spreading around for the podcast, you are able to, um, send me video messages. So I was wondering if you guys wanted to, um, send me video messages, um, to ask me questions about myself and my life experiences whatever so that I can include that like another a part two of the get to know me um because I I feel like I was really vague and again went off on a tangent in my first episode and didn't really go into detail about um who I really am and stuff like that so yeah you can definitely send me a voice message or if you're not comfortable about that you can contact me on my social medias which I will have linked somewhere or some like write it down somewhere on my page where you can see that and DM me or I'll probably post um, a story on my Instagram like those Instagram question things where you can just like type something in and I can just answer all your questions about me because again I feel like um, I am very like secluded when it comes to who I am like my identity I mean that's not not really like that. Like, I am very introverted is what I meant to say. And that I don't, um, don't really put myself out there as much as I would like to. So just ask me some questions and I will gladly answer them. Because, as you can probably already tell, I love to talk. <laughs> yeah, so that's the end of this podcast. Thank you guys so much for sticking around to the end. Um, kisses. Bye. Have a great, have a great time out there. Live your life happily. Bye.